0: Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan, and I'm proud to welcome you to episode four of our brand new podcast. Joining me is the man himself, Mr. Regold. Welcome, Re.
1: Hey, I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, today we are talking about confidence. This is a topic that we brainstormed in our first episodes, because you got started talking and thought, oh, I've got more, <laughs> I've got more to say. I, I
1: love this topic because I think it is the answer to the issues that so many dance teachers deal with.
0: We're talking about confidence when it comes to teaching, confidence when it comes to owning a studio and just confidence in life.
1: Confidence in, in who you are and what you believe is right when it comes to your business or your classroom.
0: So, Ree, can we start with talking about why many studio owners and dance teachers don't have that confidence when they step out into the world? And then talk about why it's really important that we find that confidence within ourselves?
1: I believe that dance teachers, all of us who grew up uh, as young people in the studio who had a desire to move on and make dance our career, either performing, teaching, wherever else you landed in this dance world, but we've spent most of our life defending our choice. That most people look at dance and think that it's a nice hobby or possibly something that you could make as a extra living, but not something that you could focus on and make your career. And I think that Teachers and studio owners today lack confidence because they take themselves back to that place. Let's say, for instance, when a mom questions a recital, a performance or a, or choreography, instead of thinking about the question at that moment, <laughs> it's this lifetime of trying to prove themselves to the world that's really coming to the forefront. And so... I look at it and I say, wow, when that mom asked me why her child didn't move up, to me, I don't get offended by the question. I think, okay, I've answered this a hundred times over the past 10 years, and I'm gonna answer it again with confidence and why I made the choices that I made, rather than becoming defensive. That's what we lack, and that's what the confidence issue is.
0: Absolutely. So when you're starting out and you are in that initial phase where you've, you've just decided this is going to be your passion, this is going to be your life, and this is what you want to do, What are some things that we can do on those hard days when you know you've got that parent that's upsetting you and and you don't you don't feel like you kind of have that confidence behind you? What are some things that we can tell ourselves and what are some things that we can some tools we can kind of latch onto to help us really get through those moments, those hard times?
1: Okay, uh, good question. I think to myself, if I'm having that hard day, let's say the circumstance you brought up, maybe a parent said something to me. And uh, it knocked me off course. And I am allowing myself to get upset about it. It's going to interfere with my classroom. It's going to interfere with my mindset. It's gonna interfere with my own uh, confidence level. I look at it and I think to myself, okay, this parent just said this to me. Meanwhile, I have four classrooms running full, I can't take any more students. I'll take what they said to me in stride, but I'm not gonna let it bother me because I'm confident that I wouldn't have the school that I have or the success that I have if it wasn't for me doing something right. And that I'm a professional, this mom is a novice, and I'm not going to allow them to take over my feelings or my studio or the atmosphere within my classroom.
0: I love that. I love that. It's so easy to get overwhelmed in those moments from from that one person. Like you said, you can have studios full of kids that are excited with happy parents and it's just that one parent that gets to you.
1: Okay, so when you allow the parent to make you nervous or overwhelm you, you are giving up your expertise you are the person who put the last 27 years into teaching learning your craft becoming better at your craft you're the expert if a parent has a comment about choreography you turn around and you say with a big smile on your face i'm not saying this is a a smart ass comment You turn around and you say, well, when was the last time that you did a piece of choreography? Nice. Honestly and truly, it's about knowing where you stand, believing in your own knowledge, and all the rest of it is is just being really awesome at what you do, proving that you stand by your philosophies and you mean what you say, and you'll have less and less of those parents tearing down your confidence. It's you have to have
0: it in yourself. I love that being really authentic, saying something like, when was the last time you did a piece of choreography with a big smile on your face? That's the kind of thing that you think about, you know, 20 minutes later, when you go, I should have said that. <laughs> I, should have, I, may, I should have said that in the moment. But having that as a tool kind of in your tool belt now, having heard this, hopefully there'll be studio owners and dance teachers out there that then have the confidence and, and the gumption to be able to in that moment deliver that line with confidence and a smile and deliver it happily and nicely so that you know it doesn't ruin the rest of the day. I love that.
1: And let's add one more thing to that. maybe you don't respond immediately. Maybe you say to somebody, "hmm, that's certainly something that I need to think about a little bit. Let me get back to you so that you're not (laughs) regretting that you didn't say this or that two hours later. I've Mm. done that many times and been able to sit down in a rational way, explain myself to a point where the other person kind of gets my drift or as close to getting my drift as I'll ever get them.
0: Yeah. I find with my teachers, they in that moment often want to just deliver a heap of information. And I always say to them, if you don't know the answer, don't worry. You can always throw it back on me as the studio owner and say, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I really can't help you. Let me let, let Stacy get back to you and kind of pass the ball to me. Absolutely. So tell me, Ree, where does your confidence come from? Okay. And to
1: answer that question, honestly, the way you see me And in the circumstances that you see me, I am 100% a confident person. And in a minute, I'll tell you where that comes from. But know that all of us and everybody listening to this must know that there are things in life where we do feel confident. And then there are things in life where you are not so confident that you are always working to better be. Uh, confident or have more self-esteem when it comes to a certain kind of circumstance so what I'm saying there is that I'm a confident man and I'm a professional and in all aspects of my professional life I'm confident But that's not to say that I'm confident all day every day in other aspects of my life that's that answer
0: and that's important to note as well for dance studio owners and dance teachers who might feel that they don't have it all together all the time, that's really reassuring to know that even though when we do see you on stage and we do see you speaking, you know, on a live video and and or interviewing someone, that there are moments, and it's okay to have moments where you're not quite that amazing confident self.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I work on it every day, but now if, if I were to discuss or explain why I'm confident in this this dance teacher world that I've placed myself into, I have uh, only known this dance teacher world. I grew up in it. I was a competition guy, ran competitions around the country. I got that perspective. I've taught, I've choreographed been a businessman, had to relate those businesses to the dance side of my life, I feel like uh, my journey has made me confident. I feel like uh, maybe 20 or more than 20 now years ago, when I did a seminar, I wrote it in a book and then read from that book. You grow and you evolve into that confident flower that you can become Uh, I smiling because I didn't expect to say it that way but (laughs) that that confidence thing blooms after a while and and know this and and everybody should understand this If, if confidence when it relates to your business isn't always there I look at the confidence thing as it relates to my business as a roller coaster. And for dance studio owners, think about how maybe you built your business for the first four or five years, and then you, you start to boom, and you have more students than you can deal with. And maybe in the 13th or 14th year, it starts to go down a little bit, and you, you start to panic. What that is, is you're kicking the butt. You have to have the confidence to look and go, okay, now I, I need to make what I, my product better or what, what I offer my community. I must have more options. That's a part of confidence. Confidence is being able to, to look at who you are and what you offer, let's say, in your business or in a relationship and say, how do I change this and evolve it and make it better?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so, much, there's so much growth that you can do in any of those areas just by thinking about innovation. How can I do this differently? How can I do it better?
1: And in our dance world right now, as studio owners and, and as educators, teachers, we're evolving faster than ever before. So I think that, that it's easier now to, to lose maybe the confidence that you had because it's, it's harder to stay on top. So, so you must evolve. You must change. And, and as you're doing that, you do build your confidence.
0: So say you're having a really bad day, Rhi, and you can't, you can't quite feel it. You, you walk into the studio, you might be a bit tired, you might have you know, not eaten the right thing for lunch, and you, and you can't quite get on top of it. What, what are some things that you do to pick yourself up and to turn it around?
1: Okay. The first thing that came to my mind when you you asked me or you started to ask me that question is, I think that on that day, what I'm in need of is a change. Mm -hmm. Maybe I go every Wednesday and I teach the same kids and it's the same class. And that's one of the days that I'm feeling this. So I have to walk in that room and say, what am I going to do today to completely change Wednesdays now? There's some concepts that I can go in and do? Maybe I'm going to sit down and have a talk today with all of my dancers. What has been a favorite experience that they've had so far in class? What are some of the goals and objectives that they have for themselves in the future? I am now bonding, building a more personal, but not too personal, relationship with my students and I'm approaching my classroom in a different way. So it's obviously going to change my attitude about the day. It's probably going to also challenge me to be on top of myself because if I am going in there and doing something different, I have to look like I know what I'm doing. I look at it as, okay, I can't take another Wednesday like this. I'm going to change this up.
0: Yeah, I love that. And from your book, Re, when I first started my dance studio, the changing directions um, suggestion that you had in the book of maybe just today, we're going to face this wall or we're going to face this wall or we're going to turn around. Half of us are going to face the back half is going to face the front for the kids. That is such a great mix up. And for you as a teacher, you think it's so simple, but you can completely turn your mood around because when the kids love it, you go, Oh, that's right. I am. I am good at this. I do know what I'm doing. Oh. And then, you, it immediately lightens your mood.
1: And listen, you, you can uh, change the wall that you face. You can switch classrooms with another teacher. You can change the music from what you usually use. If it's a classical ballet class, maybe you're using more contemporary music that week, and you're eliminating bar. There's so many things that we can do. And um I just think that we have to have the confidence to walk in there and say, you know what, we're the leader of this group. What am I gonna do here to keep them excited and to keep myself motivated?
0: And what will we all learn in the process? Absolutely. So what about faking it, Ray? How how often should we be faking it? And I was gonna say, and how often do you fake it? No. Um it's
1: uh yeah, well, it's funny because my first answer is okay, fifty fifty. But maybe yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> listen this is how i feel about it i i think maybe there are times well this is how i would describe maybe me faking it i'm at a conference i'm about to hit the stage and do a seminar but i know that there's something going wrong behind the scenes the entertainment for the luncheon just called and canceled for something At that moment that someone tells me that, I'm probably in a slight panic. But the second I'm going to hit that stage, it is gone, my mind is focused, on On the performance that I must give for that period of time, so I look at it it' like like if you were in the studio you you have to look at your classes and and what an opportunity that this is as your distraction from all the other stuff that's going on in your life. this is your freedom this is your you're away from all the stress if if you choose to look at it that way, yeah. So yeah, do I fake it? Sometimes I'm faking it. Sometimes if I fly into a city and I've been up all night, it's hard to get started, but it takes me 10 minutes and
0: I'm into it. I love that. Thank you so much, Ray. This has been, as always, fabulous. I hope that everyone listening has got a little bit of confidence just from hearing you speak about it, that they can take into their studio today or, or tomorrow or the next time they step in front of all of those students who are looking up to them. I love having these chats with you and want as many people as possible to be able to enjoy the podcast. So if you are a dance studio owner and you have dance teachers, I'd love you to encourage them to subscribe to us on iTunes. If you are a dance studio owner and you have fellow friends that are dance studio owners, encourage them as well. If you can share this podcast, this episode with your teachers, or anyone that you thought of while you were listening, if you thought they, they could really do with hearing this and getting a little bit more confidence for themselves, we are on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. We'd love you to subscribe. And please, if you, if you feel the love, we'd love you to leave us a rating or review. That will show iTunes some love and, and you know, help us get this podcast up and running.
1: Awesome. So uh, I want to close us out with this, this thought. As a dance teacher or studio owner, you followed your dream. You decided probably at a young age that this is where you wanted to be when you grew up. That alone should give you the confidence you need to do your daily routine, as we might call it, in the studio. There are so many people in this world that never had the opportunity or didn't have the drive to follow what it was that they wanted. You've done it. Now, go out there and uh, enjoy the journey.
0: Thank you so much, Ray.
1: Thank you. Have a great day.